Well, God bless you, church. How are you doing? Good. I'm excited to be here this morning. Even though it was a long weekend, we were in the Bay Area for the last three days. We were at District Council. Uh, we were with Pastor Jack and hundreds of other pastors throughout the region and the Bay. And, and Pastor Jack sends his love to you guys. He misses you greatly. He's going to be back in a couple of weeks. My wife is speaking next week, so I better do a good job this morning, right? <laughs> She's bringing the word, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm excited to share what the Lord has been putting in my heart um, for several weeks already. And actually, for a long, longer time than that. But let's pray. Let's get our hearts ready before the Lord, because it's a very important message. And it might be simple but important because of the times that we're living. And so let's pray and let's seek God this morning to go deep in our hearts and for him to dig, uh, dig deep in our hearts. Father God, we come before you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, this morning. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come here in your house to worship you, to lift up your name, to praise you. And so I pray this morning that we would be ready to receive your word, Father God. I pray, Lord, that the word will fall in soft hearts this morning. I pray, Father God, that you awaken us this morning. Awaken our hearts, Father God. Open our ears and our minds for what you have for us this morning, Lord. Speak to us, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So this morning, I want to talk to you guys about the condition of your soil. Yes, the condition of your soil. My wife and I, we've been, for the last few weeks, maybe a couple months, we started um, doing some gardening for the first time ever. Um, we've never done this, and so, I mean, it seems easy, right? But no, there's a learning curve. There's a lot of things that you need to learn to be able to get and produce good fruit. The first thing is the soil, what you use, where you plant, and tending the garden, amen? We only have about five plants, and so, and I think we made so many mistakes that by the grace of God, they're starting to produce fruit, but a little bit slower than, than what I was expecting. I thought that they were, by now, because everybody's posting pictures that their, 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 their gardens are already producing so many fruits and vegetables, and for the longest time, my plants were just producing flowers. Because I started with the wrong type of soil. I started with the soil that produces flowers. <laughs> and I should have started with the soil that produces fruit. But after studying and learning and doing some video research and stuff like that, I was able to add some fertilizer. I was able to add some things to produce uh, fruit. And so after a few days, look at the beautiful uh, fruit that we're starting to get finally. Uh, we're starting to see some budding of the zucchini and some tomatoes. I only have about 12 tomatoes so far. I mean, even though they look beautiful and, and, and a lot, I only have 12 tomatoes. So those are really expensive tomatoes, let me tell you. <laughs> I did spend a lot of money, uh, and I was like, man, it would have been cheaper to buy them at the store. But I've learned so many lessons in the last few weeks that I think it's worth it, and I know I can reuse some of the materials that I bought, so... Next season, I'll be able to get more because I won't make the mistakes that I made this time. And, and so I know that more will come. There's a lot of flowers. One plant, though, the one in the previous picture, 
has zero fruit. It never produced any fruit. All the other ones are producing. This one has not. So I'm going to be a little bit more patient with it. And then we'll see what happens. But I don't know why. Maybe some of the mistakes that I made, sometimes we forgot to water them at the beginning. And when I got from uh, work, they were all droopy. The leaves were droopy. I told my wife, what? And did you water the plants? They're like, no, I forgot. And so it happened several times throughout the first few weeks. And so I don't know if that had anything to do with it or, or maybe I just killed it. And actually, I also, I decided to do some trimming and I was trimming the wrong leaves. And so after I studied on what to trim, I was trimming the wrong leaves. I was trimming the ones that produced the energy for the plant. I thought I was doing a good job by pruning it and making it less bushy. But no, I was killing it. And so when you don't know what you're doing, you make a lot of mistakes. But then you learn. And so hopefully as we mature, we can learn from our mistakes. So, But I'll, I'll, I'll see. I'll see if I'll... Give it another week or so. I'm adding more fertilizer to produce veggies, and so we'll see if that works. But this morning, I want to talk to you about the condition of your soil, the condition of our soil. How are we doing this morning? And I want to uh, talk to you uh, very, um, I mean, to your hearts, because I know we're living in very difficult times. We haven't seen much yet. We're starting to see What's coming? And I, I mean, I don't want to scare you guys, but I want you guys to be prepared. I want you guys to start getting ready and us as a church to start getting ready for what is coming. Because we, I know the Lord is coming soon. We don't know when, but he is coming for his church. He's coming for a church that is ready for a bride that's holy and, and blameless. And we need to be producing. We need to be developing fruit. We need to be reaching out and multiplying and and bringing people. And so we need to do something about it. We need to prepare our hearts for what the Lord is saying this morning. And it all falls into the condition of our hearts and the condition of our soil. And right now we're starting to see things that are happening and, and things that are going bad from bad to worse. And we haven't experienced much yet. We're in the beginnings of birth pains like... The Bible says, maybe we just barely experiencing Braxton Hicks. I just learned that word. Well, that word is, uh, what is it, a premature, a false labor pains. Amen, yes. But they're still painful, right? And so, yeah, we might be experiencing Braxton Hicks. And the pandemic, I mean, that was something that took a toll in the church. And that was just, it's a preparation for what's coming. And so we need to be ready. We need to be strong. Our roots need to be deep and strong. And we need to start producing, multiplying, and growing. Because what happens when we don't see fruit? Something is wrong. What happens when we don't, when we don't see changes and when we don't multiply? Something is happening. How is the condition of our soil? We know the enemy is here to kill, to steal, and destroy. And his favorite tactic is to remove the truth from your heart. So you might hear a message, but his tactic is to let you not believe it and to let you not accept it and for you not to grow. And that's, he's been doing that since the beginning. And so 
Right now, he's using so many tactics to distract us. Media, I mean, everything, TV, games, TikTok. I mean, TikTok is so toxic for our minds. It just messes up with our minds. It produces short time spans. It just creates wirings in our mind to just want more cravings, satisfaction from one video to another. And everybody's guilty. I am guilty. We're all guilty where we just get stuck on things and we just want more. And, and the Lord is wanting us to stop and listen and see what's happening and get for us to get ready for what's coming. And for us as a church, as individuals, to get ready for what's coming. Amen. We need to start preparing our hearts, our minds, our church, our body for his return. We need to reach out to the lost. We need to reach out to the brokenhearted. We need to reach out to the ones that don't know Christ. And so this morning, I want us to focus on this parable, the parable of the sower. That's what the Bible calls it. But in reality, it's talking about the conditions of the soils. So technically, we can call it the parable of the soils because it has nothing to do with the sower. The sower is doing its job. And And it's where it falls. That's what matters. And that's where it makes a difference. Uh, let's read Mark 4, 1. It says, again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and he sat in it out on the lake. While all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. Let's picture it right now. There's a picture there where um, we see a cove. And... Uh, Probably that's where people gather. It's in Israel, and, 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 and so probably thousands of people were gathering. And so Jesus had to get on the boat to be able to speak to the crowds. And he created an amphitheater. His voice was projected. And so he was able to tell people all these parables and all these stories. And people were just sitting all over there, and thousands of people gathering, listening to his message. A lot of people didn't understand why he was speaking in parables. And he was telling them... Uh, different things in parables and they didn't know their hearts were hardened but let's keep going let's keep reading um, the the story he said that he taught them many things in parables and in his teachings uh, he said listen a farmer went out to sow his seeds and he was scattering the seed some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But the sun, when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear again. Oh, grain, sorry. It's still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60. And some a hundred times. That's huge. That's a huge harvest. A hundred times. And I mean, that's what we should be doing. Multiplying and growing and, and seeing the fruit of our, our labor and, and a fruit of, of, of God's word. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. He repeats that phrase many times in the book of Revelations. And he, he, this is a very important parable. 
Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables. This is to the twelve disciples, not to the whole congregation or the whole crowd. So that they may be ever seen, but never perceiving. And ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. And so what the Lord is basically telling them that he wants not to be like, uh, he wants them to be a um, more like relational. Not just like they don't want them, uh, he doesn't want them to just hear a sermon and a three-point sermon. He wants them to basically tell them, um, uh, he wants to speak to their heart. For them to start understanding, for him, for them to start um, developing uh, what he, what they are hearing, and so we see later on he goes and explains the parable to the twelve disciples, not to the crowd, and he says um, the next line. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? He's telling them. I mean, here are the leaders, the the disciples. Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seeds along the path where the, where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Satan comes and he takes the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, Root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of, his, of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires of other things come and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60 and a hundred times what was sown. So we all fall into these categories one time or another and many times or another. And so we need to start paying attention. What is the condition of our hearts? What is the condition of our soil? Are we producing? Are we seeing results? Or are we doing the same thing over and over and not seeing results? That's basically the definition of uh, um insanity doing the same thing over and over again without seeing results and so we need to start doing something different maybe stepping out of our comfort zone and asking the lord to use us for his honor and his glory it might be something that we haven't done before in our lives but asking the lord lord what do you want me to do what am i doing wrong right now am i relying on my own strength am i leaving things inside that I shouldn't? Do I need to let go of things that I need to let go? But we hold on to a lot of things in our hearts that don't let us produce fruit. And so I want us to examine our hearts and give things to the Lord that, that are stopping us from producing, stopping us from revival, stopping us from seeing God do something in our hearts, in our, in our, in our families, Let's do something. Let's actively search our hearts and actively 
seek the Lord. On the next slide, um, he, he, he tells them, And one of the best definitions of a parable um, is a parable is an ingeniously simple word or a word picture illustrating a profound spiritual lesson. And so the Lord uses this all the time in the in the word in his in his teachings because it may it's easy to understand. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of God is like a hidden treasure. The kingdom of God is like a valuable pearl. He uses those simple things, but people, because of their hearts, were not able to understand those meanings and the significance of that. And so we need to ask the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to help us to understand the times that we're living, to help us to understand what we are going through as a body, as a church, for us to be able to produce, for us to be able to, to bear fruit, for us to be able to multiply, for us to be able to usher the presence of God, the glory of God, for us to be able to usher signs and wonders and miracles and things to take place in our midst. And so we need to seek God. We need to ask the Lord to help us, to give us uh, the desires of his heart. And so every growth, everything that bears fruit begins with the soil. You can't just throw seeds on any type of soil because it will not work like the parables there's a big difference between dirt and soil dirt is inert which means it doesn't have any uh, nutrients it's dry and it's compacted and so there's no way for the roots to take place there's no way for the the the, the seeds to go and bear themselves in there before that, there has to be something to take place in the soil for the, for the seeds to be able to be buried and to be under the ground. Otherwise, what happens? The birds come and they eat, they'll eat the seed. Enemy, Satan, comes and takes the seed, the word that's been planted. And so the soil, the soil is so powerful. A soil that is bound, to, a soil that, 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 that's rich in nutrients, it has the potential to produce life. A handful of soil is, has so much microorganisms and it has so much nutrients to give birth to seed and to give birth to life. The seed has everything in it to bring life. But it all depends on the condition of the soil that you put it in. If you put it on soil, on soil that's rich in nutrients, then it'll produce. If you put it in a soil that's dead, like dirt. How many of you guys drive through fields that are full of weeds and just dry? You can't really grow anything there that, that'll produce fruit. If you, if you till the soil, if you work on it, then you will. But it takes time. It takes energy. And so if something is not growing... We need to look at the condition of the soil. It might need a different fertilizer. It might need some care. It might need some more water, less sun. There's a lot of variables that come into play when you're dealing with growing and sowing and reaping. And so an unhealthy soil 
will not produce fruit. So let's look at our hearts. Let's ask the Lord, Lord, help us. Help us. Help us to get rid of the things that are not of you. Help us to, to use our mistakes, our trials, our, our circumstances to produce something good. Turn our dirt into soil. Turn our failures into life-giving. Change us. He has the power of doing that. He can change our circumstances from our heart. He can change the scars in our heart. He can change everything in our lives and turn it into something good. So we can produce fruit. But it requires us to dig Uh, dig deep and ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord to help us. And anything can happen and He will do the miracle. So let's start going a little bit deeper into this different types of soils. Let me start with the, with the good soil. This is what, how the Lord wants us to be. The good soil, it says, it fell on Um, but the one who receives the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the, the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 or, sorry, 160 or 30 times. So this is the heart that responds to the word. This is the heart that says, here I am, Lord, send me. This is a heart that is willing to do something for his honor and his glory. Who is willing to get his hands dirty and do the work. Who wants to see God's kingdom come and his will be done here on earth. And so we want to be that type of soil. We want to be that group of people, that church to do God's will. We want to be able to reach out. We want to be able to have the fruit Of the spirit, joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We want to have that in us to draw people to us to be able to produce fruit. Which is the goal to be able to reach out to the lost. To be able to reach out to the brokenhearted. To the ones that don't know Jesus. We want to be people who love and know that they are loved. We want to be... Uh, people who have joy, even when there's so much sorrow around. We want to be people who have peace, no matter how chaotic our circumstances get. We want to be people who are patient, even with, when people are difficult. Can I get an amen? We want to be people who are kind and good to others. We want to be people who are faithful, loyal, dependable, who are not harsh, but gentle with others. We want to be self-control, able to do the right thing even when it's hard. And we want to be people that can share the word. And so we want to be more like Jesus, amen? We need to be more like Jesus because that's what he wants us to do. So the only way to grow is for us to do our part, for us to be able to say, Lord, I'm broken. 
I need you. I need you to turn my dirt into soil to produce fruit. The second type of soil. It's the one who, fall, who falls on the path. Like I said earlier. The path, it's where people step on. It's where the dirt is compact and hard. And it cannot penetrate. The roots cannot go deep because it's too hard. And so when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and he snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the song that is along the path. It is open to the elements. It is open to the cold, to the frost, to the heat, to the sun, to the wind, to the birds, which the Bible calls him Satan. Satan comes and snatches the seeds because they're not buried under nourished soil. They're just left on the open environment. And so when the sower, he scatters the seed, when he's scattering seeds. I mean, I've never been a farmer, but they, they throw the seed and it falls on, on the soil that has been teal. And so a lot of it falls on the path where people walk. And so that seed is basically for the birds. That's food for them. And so that seed will not produce even though that seed has the potential for life, for multiplication, to feed people, it will not produce because it fell on hard soil. But the ones that fall on the path, on, on, on the, 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 the place that has been teal, then that will produce. And so sometimes there's no, uh, when it falls on, on the path, uh, we listen to the message, but it bounces off. It just comes one year, and it goes the other. And we might hear it, but never do nothing with it. There's no response. There's no understanding. There's no connection with the heart and the mind. Can I get an amen? How many of us are guilty of that? We hear the word, and we don't do nothing with it. It might tug us, but then... We don't do nothing with it. And we're all guilty of that. We all have been maybe coming to church for a long time and, and we don't change. Or, or we, don't, we don't do anything about it. And so though hearing, we do not hear. Though seeing the word, we do not see. Amen. In James 1.22, it says... Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what it says. How many of us who tell our children, hey, I want you to do something, and they don't do it? <laughs> Any hands? <laughs> we tell our children, do something, and we give them a time frame, and when that time frame is done, they don't do it. Does that feel nice? Does that feel good? No, it just frustrates you and then gives, maybe you get angry and they don't do it. They listen, they hear the word, but they don't, they don't do anything with it. It goes one year and it comes out the other. It falls on deaf ears and we're all guilty of that. So 
We need to change. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, to work in our soil. We are disciples of Christ. We should be producing. We should be acting. We should be going. We should be doing. And so we need to do something to change the condition of our soil. We don't want it to fall on a place where it lacks depth. We don't want those seeds to fall where it cannot grow. The third type of soil is a place where there's rocks. There's rocks, and so it, it's shallow. Even though it looks like it's, it's going to produce, it looks like it's deep, but it has rocks. And it does not allow the, the roots to take place. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word at once, receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly fades away. So... This happens sometimes when we go to conferences, conventions, or the youth go somewhere and they receive in their, their, their excitement. They're full of joy that they receive a word, but then they come and, and they don't do nothing with it. They don't get uh, follow-up or they don't get accountability. And then the, the seed that, that was planted just starts dying because there's no roots. There's no... Um, there's, there's too many distractions. There's too many uh, rocks that are there that are not allowing the, the, the root to go deeper. And so we need to be able to, when we hear the word, allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and ask and seek accountability. Have someone speak to your life to be able to make you accountable with your actions with your walk with the Lord. So the way, I mean, we need to, a lot of times we want things fast. We want things now. We want things uh, easy. But we need to be able to develop this relationship with the Lord. We need to be able to do our part with coming uh, alongside with the Lord and seeking Him and asking the Lord, Lord, help me. Reading his word, praying, fasting, uh, meditating in his word, worshiping. To be able to grow those uh, roots. To be able to have the nourishment to grow and produce. Like I said earlier, when we were uh, first starting growing, there were many days, that, not many, but there were some days that we neglected the plants. We didn't water them, and then they were wither and then we would put water and then they came back alive and so a plant in a few days it can die it might be mature and starts to start producing fruit but then if you don't do anything for a few days it dies this weekend we were out of town and so I had to call my dad dad can you go and water the plants because they will die if if, if nobody waters them when he goes out of town, he calls me and says, can you water my plants? And so if we are not doing our part, if we are not seeking God, then our seed 
our roots, our plans will not make it. And it's a constant battle. It's a constant thing that we need to do for us to be able to see fruit, for us to be able to see growth, for us to be able to see change. We need to do our part. The problem is that sometimes we think that we've taken care of the problem, but it comes back again and again. Why? Because rocks, they resurface. Rocks, when they're in the ground, they come up again and again. And so sometimes we need to deal with those things again and again. Amen? Like anger and stress and things like that. When we deal with something, we need to constantly deal with those things and ask the Lord. Ask him, Lord, remove these things. Remove this bitterness. Remove this A, B, and C. But constant renewal, constant seeking the Lord. And our fourth soil. The fourth type is the one who receives the seed that fell among the thorns. And the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. So on the first picture, uh, when we have the, the here with the parable of the sowers, there's weeds on the ground. And a lot of times when you're driving through fields, you see a lot of weeds. Those weeds will not allow the seed to grow. Why? Because those seeds, those weeds have sucked up all the nutrients of the soil. And there's no left for the seed to grow. A lot of times we have a lot of weeds in our hearts. We have a lot of things that are not supposed to be there. So when we have our minds set on different things, we preoccupied ourselves with other things but God. And we're all guilty. We all do this. And so we put our mind on, on our career, on our, our, our bills and everything. But then we leave God behind and we cannot see results in our lives. James 4.4 uh, 4 says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. That is huge. That is really clear that even though we are in this world, we need to do our part to be able to do something for God. To be a disciple of Christ is to be able to deny ourselves and to follow Him. To take up our cross and to follow Him. And so a lot of times we think that coming to Christ, it's easy. But in reality, it is a lot of work. We need to deny ourselves. We need to be able to say no to the things of this world. We can't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to be able to give us the strength, to be able to get rid of the things that we need to get rid of, to be able to do the things that we need to do for Christ. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit. We need to ask the Lord. Uh, Ezekiel 36, 26 uh, through 27 says this, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart, I will remove from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. 
And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep the law. So he will remove that heart of stone and he will give us a heart of flesh. And we need to ask the Lord, create in me a pure heart. We need to seek him and ask him, Lord, help me. My heart needs you. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast, steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. There's grace. There's a lot of grace, and believe me, there is. We need to do our part to produce. Otherwise, he prunes us, and he takes away the branches and the things that don't produce fruit. But we don't want to be cut off. Like that tree in, or the, the first plant of tomatoes. It's not producing. I can only be patient <laughs> so long. And I, I need to do something if it's not producing. And so I don't want to be wasting my energy and, and fertilizers and all of this if it's not producing anything. And so the Lord is very patient. Don't get me wrong. The Lord is very, very patient with us. But he expects us to do something. He expects us to do our part and to produce fruit. Why? Because that is life. That is the circle of life. If you have life in you, then you are to produce. And so a healthy plant produces because that's what it was created to be. We need to produce, spiritually speaking, And physically speaking, amen? We need to procreate. In a spiritual sense, we need to birth to other believers. We need to bring the word to them. It's not that difficult to tell somebody about Christ. It's not that difficult to lead someone to Christ. You just need to believe it in your heart and be able to speak and do it. And know that, that the same thing that happened to you with your testimony, you can do it. You can tell somebody about Christ, hey, I was this way and I am this way because of Christ. He came into my heart. He forgave me of my sins and I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And now I can rejoice. Now I can have peace. Now I can have joy and, 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 and all these things. And so it's easy. Just the power of your testimony. You can share and you can bring someone to Christ. It just, you just need to step up and do it. And that is fruit right there. When you tell somebody about Christ, that is producing fruit. Why? Because what Christ did in your life, you are sharing it with other people. How many people are going to go to heaven because of you? How many people are you going to bring to heaven because of your sharing your testimony, because of sharing those um, words of encouragement or, or that faith to somebody else? So let's do our part to bring forth fruit. We are living in the, in the end times. We are living in the last days. We don't know how much longer we have. I don't know how much longer you have. I don't know how much longer I have. And so we need to do our part to bring forth fruit, to bring forth a harvest of souls to the Lord. Because he's going to ask us, what did you do with my son Jesus? He's going to ask us, did you share what I did for you to others? 
did you share the transformation that was in you to others that can hear and change? So let's ask the Lord to help us to break those rocks that are in our hearts, to, to remove those weeds that are in our hearts, in our lives, to be able to produce fruit, to be able to give forth fruit and nourishment to others. Don't do it alone because it's hard. You might not know where to start. If you need help, search. I mean, ask for help. Ask for prayer. Seek the Lord. Seek counseling. Ask for help. Don't do it alone. And so the Lord will help you. He will see your efforts. He will see that you are moving in the right direction. But if you stay stagnant, then nothing will happen. You're doing the same thing over and over and not seeing results. And so we need to see fruit in our lives. Besides seeing fruit of the joy and the peace and happiness and faithfulness and all of this, we need to see a harvest. We need to see a harvest of soul, a harvest that will produce 30, 60, 100 fold in our lives. We need to do that. Let's break up the rocks and till the ground in our hearts. It's a lot of work and a lot of effort, but we need to do it. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to to come and to, to help us this morning. And my challenge is for us to examine our hearts and to be honest with the Lord. Lord, I haven't been living right with you. Lord, I've known you for this whole time, but I am not producing fruit. I'm not telling others about Christ. People are seeing Things that are not, they're not good. People are not being attracted. But what I'm showing or what I'm producing. Help me, Lord. Let's be honest this morning with the Lord. Let's focus on God and, 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 and what his word wants to tell us. Let's do our part. Let's be conscious and, and, and make an effort to change. To be able to bring others to Christ. Let's ask the Lord to send people that we can share the gospel with. And that's fruit right there. That's a harvest right there when you share the gospel with others. Let me challenge you that this morning. Tell others about Christ. Let them go to heaven because of you. And I encourage you, the Lord will use you. You don't have to be perfect. Let's let, just let him know how broken you were, how messed up you were, but how the Lord has transformed you and changed you. If you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, there should be a change. There should be a difference in your heart. Otherwise, there's something wrong with the condition of our heart that we need to look at, that we need to teal it or work on it. And ask the Lord to help us and to change us. Let's stand to our feet and let's pray this morning. If you don't know Christ, if you don't know Jesus, I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray that the Lord will come into your heart and change you and transform you. Anybody here this morning that don't know Christ, 
I think we're all, we're all family. But how many of you this morning need that prayer? Lord, use me. Lord, send me. Lord, change the soil of my heart. Change the condition of my heart. Father God, we know that there is difficult times ahead and we want to be ready for that. We want to be strong in the faith. We want to have deep roots already developed when trouble comes, when things come our way. We will be able to stand firm, stand strong. So Father God, I pray right now that you help us Help us get rid of the things that we need to get rid of, Lord, Father God. Help us, Lord, to remove the idols from our hearts, from our minds.